0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Real World Productivity Podcast. I'm Adam Moody and today I'm talking with Zeb Evans, the founder and CEO of ClickUp about his background and leadership experiences. So we can get a better look into this and uh, get some 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 good advice as well as insights into what he's done throughout his life and as well as building this business. So uh, Zeb, first of all, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Adam. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, let's just jump right into it. Uh, you know,
0: would you kind of help everyone get on the same page? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and kind of what brings you up
1: to uh, where you're at now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a long story, but I at mean, <laughs> the high level is that I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I was born, since I was three or four years old. I was always that kid that was selling things and creating experiences to sell. Um, and I kind of just stumbled upon tech when I was uh, in college. Um, And had an idea, kind of taught myself how to code, dropped out, um, built a social media firm, kind of back when social media marketing didn't exist. And I found a lot of frustrations through doing that with productivity software. And ultimately, um, that's what led us to build ClickUp, um, which is a productivity software platform where you can put like all of your work in one place rather than having to use so many different separate tools, which is exactly what what my frustration was. Um, we had to use different tools for engineering versus marketing versus operations. And then we had reminders and docs and chat all in, in separate places. Um, so we actually built ClickUp as an internal tool at first, just for ourselves and then and then kind of realized that you know, our, our vision for this was was much larger and, and that it would help more people um, with their productivity needs as well.
0: Cool. All right. Well, then I'm curious, too, just in a general sense, like, have you had any, uh, you know, uh, nobody can see my air quotes, of course, but like formal training or education and productivity? Or was it just kind of going through school? And then, like you said, kind of starting the agency and then just saying, man, you know, like, we need something that can that can help us out? Uh, or
1: how did that work? No, no, no formal training. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, there's uh yeah, you know, there's not much formal training you can do for certain things. I mean, if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, of course, you kind of, you kind of need that. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, especially with, with business or really anything creative, frankly, um, there's, there's not much that can help you as far as learning from others, directly at least.
0: Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Well, kind of on the same uh, subject, at least, uh, I'm always curious about this with people, uh, regardless of what the answer is. So the first part of the question, I guess, is do you have any sort of a normal daily routine?
1: Yeah, for I mean, personal routine for for sure. So I, I wake up early. wake up four, at four thirty. Um, I take a bath actually at first, and I write in my journal um, and kind of write just what I'm thinking, what three things I'm going to do today, um, things that I'm working on, and then I immediately go for a run or a gym if if when the gyms are open. <laughs> sure. um, and and just do something to like wake myself up, you know. Um, I come back, I do just a short meditation. I do like 10, 15 minutes of meditation. That's enough for me to just kind of like, you know, breathe a little bit, um, reset and then kind of just do like my, you know, daily hygiene stuff, take a shower. Um, then I, I, get online and I try to knock out all of my like busy work in the morning. Um, some people try to sit, they say that, you know, doing the, their hardest creative work is best for me. It's like doing all the busy work That's what I try to knock out in the morning with my emails with Slack messages, notifications, things like that. Um, And then I feel like I'm kind of ahead of the day and and ready to go.
0: Gotcha. Okay. There's a couple of things there. One, that, that, that is a good, uh, a good routine. I I see a lot of things that I know uh, a lot of people aspire to do. Um, So I want to go back to the very beginning though. You said you take a bath.
1: So that really stands
0: out. I'm just curious. What, is there uh, anything behind that? Or is it just like, Hey, that's what I like to do. So that's, that's what I'm going to do.
1: You know, it's 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 more so just like an intention of of sitting somewhere where you're you're alone and you have to think. Um, that's what it does for me, and and then it's just a great place to journal always. So I I got I don't even know when I started the habit of that, but it was several years ago, and I just it never stopped.
0: That's awesome. All right, well, you're the first person that's had a bath as part of like their public you know publicly uh, admitted routine. So that's awesome. I had never thought about it that way. So. Um, Okay. And then knocking out the admin. I like that. I agree with you. I think, you know, a lot of people talk about kind of eating the frog, uh, or at least like creatively, like focusing, I feel the same way. I can't do it with like something on my shoulder where I know that like, you know, I've got five Slack messages from the team or, you know, that you already checked and there's that one email. Like I do the same thing. I can't do it. So if I can solve it in less than like an hour, I just do that and get that out of the way. Is that kind of the same thing of what you were talking about?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay.
0: Well, cool. So I I want to kind of transition over to ClickUp. Uh, Total disclaimer to uh, the listeners. I totally drank the Kool-Aid. I'm using ClickUp myself. Uh, I think it's a great tool. Um, But with that disclaimer, so I, I came across this not too long ago. I think I've been using the tool for about four or five months now. And on your about page, you guys have some core values that uh, definitely is a little bit different than what I'm, I think I've ever seen uh, before. So <laughs> I want to kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, so if anyone wants to, you can go to clickup.com slash about and uh, check out the core values. I'm not going to uh, read them all to you guys. But, um, you know, you talk about um, urgency and consistency. So mm-hmm. how does how does one tackle that? And I realize this may be kind of con- uh, contextualized or based in your business and, and a in a SaaS business, um, but can you kind of shed some insights
1: on that? Yeah, I mean, I, the first part of it, urgency matters more than, than anything, I think, in, in general to, to what what people are doing. I mean, we're, we're here for a very short period of time, and then we're gone. Um, so, I mean, every, to each their own for sure, but I've just been always, I, I've actually had four near-death experiences, so that also has helped me with like, life is short. Um, you know, you, are not guaranteed tomorrow, you've got to do what you want to do now. Um, but it, it helps us a lot in our industry because it's highly competitive. So we just move faster than our competition in, in everything that we do. And that's always been the core of, of like how we ship product and, and, and how we think about strategy. Um, but the consistency part of that is also, you know, you can't just, you can't just do something well one day, um, or two days, like who you are is known by how consistent you are, like those trends over time. Of course, everybody has bad days, and you, know, you don't judge people for that. Um, but I, th- I think it's 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 about doing a lot the things that you do well consistently, um, and that's how how you know how you're remembered and how you're thought of as a team member.
0: All right, uh, so I that makes sense to me, and I mean, I can vouch for it. You guys have a super fast uh, update cycle. Like you guys ship updates like it's crazy. Uh, so. I'm I'm kind of curious because that I could see personally like working on on a level where like you Zeb may be able to to live that. How do you build a team that that can do that?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a good question. I I think it, when you when you when you build a culture that is just already embedded in kind of our DNA, it's it's not as hard as as you think it is, or at least as hard I, as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality is also you you got to get good at hiring people and finding the right people. Being transparent also when you're hiring that you know, this, this isn't, you know, the Google culture, um, you know, where you're working a few hours a day, and kind of there's, there's no pressure to get anything done. This isn't that type of culture. And there's lots of people that don't want that anymore. You know, we've actually had really good results of hiring people that, that did that and, and, are, and are, are tired of it. Um, so everybody, again, everybody's different, you know, it's not it's not for everybody. But as long as you're transparent about that, you, know, you can find the people that, that want it, that want it that way. All right, so
0: let's dive into that a little bit more. So do you mind sharing a little bit about specifically about your hiring process?
1: Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, it it's, starts with a survey. So when you're, when you're applying to us, you fill out a survey. Depending on the role, you'll get different questions. But each of those questions have a lot of thought behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and certainly, you know, we review that survey. And it's, if it's kind of a, a pass, then, and, 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 you know, some of the questions, by the way, for, for culture fids are things like, um, how much do you care about work-life balance on a scale of, of one to ten? Um, you know, and if it's people that really care about it, we just know that's not the right fit. It's not that it's anything bad. It's just that it's like that's not where we are um, as a company and in a culture right now. Um, so, like, you got to put those little things in there that that are able to to give you more context without having to go deep into waste somebody else's time and your time. Um, But after that, you know, we do we do a phone call and and our phone calls really are are primarily about the person. It's more, you know, listening to what you've done, what you aspire to do, what kind of adversity you've been through, things like that we look for, we look for growth, we look for optimism and happiness. And if we find that, then we move on to a project. And that's these are this is just the best process that we found that we can actually evaluate people um, without starting to work with them. And that project you know, it, it matters a lot. It's, it's easy to just say, give everybody a project, but you really have to figure out like what project that is. Yeah. And the easiest thing to do is like, what, what would they do at a day um, at work? They're working with you. And, and if you can find that thing, give that to them. And you've got a really great way of, of getting insight into how they'll work. Gotcha. And, and that's, that's really as simple as it is.
0: Okay. Yeah, that that's really good advice. I think this is all stuff too. And I'm trying to think, you know, not everybody has the size of a team uh, that you do right now, which by the way, just so we know, I don't think I even know exactly, but how many people do you just click up comprise of now?
1: We're like 130.
0: Okay, gotcha. So generally bigger than probably the average person out there with a small business, uh, medium sized business. So this sounds like stuff that anyone could implement though, right? Just having like a Google form survey, asking the good questions up front, being very transparent, hop on a call with them and then doing the project too, which is something I've tried to do. Do you, when you hire, do you, for, will you take on like three people, give them a project and take the best one? Or is it by the time you get to the project point, you're generally saying this is the right person?
1: You know, early on, um, when when you're smaller, I think you had a choice between a couple of people now, if somebody just passes our process, we, we hire them regardless of if like there's a role, there's a role for them just because we, we know that they're you know, at least the right person and we'll, we'll figure out where to, where to put them. Um, but yeah, I mean, early on to answer your question, we did do this even when we were just several employees, we, we kind of started this hiring process. Um, and of course it was not you nearly know, as good as it is today, but you just got to start somewhere, right? And you, and you yeah. learn from this. I mean, you know, when it, by the way, when you're doing this stuff, create a scorecard, right? Grade that mini project grade the, the interview you have with them zero through 10 is completely fine it sounds so stupid um but you'll you'll have these these phenomenal data to go from when you make a bad hire or you make a great hire you go back and see what were the data points that really stood out and then you see those trends over time and you can teach your teams like to look for this trend look for that trend and then when you see that you know that you're, you're going to make a good or bad hire
0: Definitely. I like that. I think uh, I'm trying to think of the phrase, I believe uh, what gets measured gets managed. And, you know, you can Mm -hmm. identify those trends and say, instead of saying, I think this type of person, you can say, Hey, we've given six or sevens to these types of people. Like maybe we should, you know, be asking some better questions or something. So. Exactly. Cool. Um, All right. So kind of moving past hiring into leadership a little bit. So in my eyes, you know, if you want to fuel growth, you're talking about consistency um, while you're, dealing with urgency, so having a great customer experience while you're growing, in my mind, there has to be good leadership in place, so uh, I mean, that uh, ultimately starts with you, uh, so I'm kind of curious, do you have any sort of leadership principles or, or go-to things that you do or try to do as a leader?
1: Yeah, we, I mean, we encourage growth, and we look for people that want to grow, so it's, it's. we say grow grow one percent every day. every that, day, that's a part of our core values, and, and by the way, our, our core, I, I really, like, Core values shouldn't be bullshit they shouldn't just be like integrity you know that type of thing like they should relate to your culture and they also should relate to problems if you have problems with people in your company employees then you should be able to relate them to a core value and if if you can't then you have the wrong core values you you need to change them and so ours have really evolved over time but i mean to answer your question yeah i mean grow one person every day is, is just a huge thing that we preach Um, and it doesn't matter what it is, but just learn something, keep doing, learn something outside of your job. And you bring that in and knowledge share and it just grows exponentially. Um, the other thing is, as a leader, I preach is progress over perfection, like things don't have to be perfect. Um, I, I think too many companies, especially tech companies focus on perfection and they don't go anywhere or they go really, really slow. Um, or they way overthink things. It's too much of an analytical mindset. Whereas, you know, customers are not, not machines. Like they're, they're real people and they'll talk to you. Um, and tell you what they want, and and so so I think those those two things are the biggest things that I appreciate The other side of this is more of like a libertarian philosophy in the sense where you can do what you want without much red tape. Like we don't want bureaucracy. We want you to be able to to, to go fast, break things. Um, you know, if you make too many mistakes, you're going to have low believability, and and that will change. You're not going to be able to to make your own decisions anymore. Um, but at the start, everybody makes their own decisions. And if they have high believability, they can, they continue to make their own decisions.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So something you said earlier, I can't remember exactly, uh, made me think of Ray Dalio. And, uh, now hearing, uh, you talk about believability is making me think that you've read principles yeah.
1: before. Oh, totally. Totally. Okay. totally. Yeah. We've read principles. It's actually one of our onboarding books. I mean, look, I, I don't preach that stuff that the whole Ray Dalio sure, sure. philosophy, it's very extreme. And I don't, I think it works in very limited, I, I don't even know if it works. You talk to some of the people that, that, that work there now when he, when he left and, and they say it kind of collabs a little bit. Mm. But there is truth to being transparent with people. Um, and there is very high truth to, to having believability. I mean, it's, it's unconscious whether you see it or not. But, but you know, if somebody's, if somebody's right most of the time, you're going to believe them and let them do things. Um, and so, yeah, we, we preach those things. Plus uh, Who, which is like the Netflix culture. It's Patty McCord. She wrote that book. Those two books are are very good in in at least setting the stage for like what extreme cultures are. And then you can kind of like backtrack from that to to get a happy medium.
0: Gotcha. Okay, and I just brought up uh, principles. Um, That was something that was interesting for me. I just read it for the first time in the past year. And of all places, like I applied it to reading books because I re- like I like to read, but I realized like I was just getting recommendations and I would just like have this stack of books and I'd be reading the first thing that was on the list. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, it's kind of like letting people dictate what I'm learning. So I had to put together like, here's the book. What's my like, why is this important? Who recommended it? And like, what's my believability of that person in that area? Um, so yeah, I I like, I like
1: that. I like that.
0: Yeah. So anyways, I I think that that's someone, anyone listening, you know, you can apply this doesn't have to be at, you know, some super sophisticated level, but uh, I just wanted to point that out. That's a great, a great one to put in place. Hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, talking more about leaders, uh, how about now developing leaders with a team of 130, you know, you've had probably had to have done some development. What kind of things do you do to like, do you promote from within? Do you, find outside people? Uh, how do you deal with now having to kind of delegate the leadership, I would think at some level?
1: We try to promote from within when you, when you can. Um, you have to be careful a little bit by just just saying if you're going to do that because you, you'll create more problems than you solve by, by saying, oh, we're only going to promote from within. Some people, they don't, they're not meant to be managers. They, they like being individual contributors, um, but nobody's going to say no to a management position, right? Um, so it can create more problems than it solves. So you have, you have to be careful. But when we can, we certainly choose to promote from within. I mean, my COO started as customer service. Right? He, was, he was a customer service guy that was actually a nuclear engineer um, out of college that wanted to get into the tech industry, wanted to get into a startup. And we gave him a shot um, and he worked his way up and, and he could not be a better right hand person right now. Um, so, so that's a perfect example of promoting from within when it, when it works. Um, But, yeah, I would also just, you know, just be careful about it, too.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um, Well, then kind of circling back around to talking about, you know, your experience as a leader, um, you know, for somebody who's maybe starting a business or has a small team, you know, what do you think they could do regularly to improve themselves uh, in the leadership area?
1: I mean, reading is is like the the, the easiest thing. Um, I'm sure you know that. It sounds like you read, read a lot. Uh, you're, you're, people have done things before, maybe not necessarily in the same way that you're doing them, but they've done a lot of things before and you can use their data to, to just leapfrog things. Um, so I would say reading a lot. But I mean, when I say reading, it's also, you know, podcasts, it's also YouTube videos. It's, it's, it's all of the above for just like learning from other people. Uh, I think that's the single best thing that, that, you, that you can do. Um, you also can talk to, if, if you are currently leading people, you can talk to people that you're leading and ask them for direct feedback. And, and you, you'll, you'll usually get it. You know, people, some people are scared to be honest, but you'll usually get pretty good feedback and then you can take that and, and improve on it.
0: Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, do you have anything else you'd like to share on leadership? Cause I, I mean, we've gone through this pretty quickly, but I, I find this, you know, it sounds like you've got quite a lot of experience and, and I've appreciated hearing all this. Is there anything else you can think of that people might find helpful?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think leadership—the biggest thing with leadership is—is finding the right people at the right time. Um, So, like, as a leader, it's—it's—it's really your job is—is hiring to some extent. Of course, my job is not just hiring, and I and I like to do 50% kind of like creative work, and then 50% you know the the management side. Um, But when you're when you're scaling, when you're growing a company and and becoming a leader, it's all about who you're hiring in the right time. Also, that that can't be discounted. You know, you can't hire people that have, you know, their executives at Dropbox when you're a 10 person company, like they're, they're just not gonna be able to do anything. They're, they're expecting to have, you know, 50 people under them that can do everything. And, and they're the ones that are, that are managing and leading. So it's all about hiring people at the right time. And, and that can't be taken, taken lightly. Because, um, you know, we've, we've certainly learned by doing making mistakes and also making phenomenal hires. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that, that like, that's the single biggest thing in, in leadership.
0: Gotcha. All right. Thank you. Uh, all right. So talking now about ClickUp. So, uh, you know, I really liked it after switching over, like I said, I've been using, it, I think about five months, uh, but I got to ask you too, and you've already mentioned one, I think Slack, but what other tools do you use, you know, in terms of either productivity, time management, uh, project management, any of that sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, we don't, we just use Slack and ClickUp. Okay. Uh, so those, those are the two tools that we use. Um, you know, I, like everybody asks us, are we going to create a Slack one day? like a, a, a chat <laughs> application. Yeah um and i mean the the reality is slack does it really well i think is is there a day when we would do that there's very possibly a day that we would we would do that i mean we're we're always going to continue improving and innovating but we like to build features in a way where it doesn't overcomplicate the platform like you can turn them on and off uh so if we were to ever build it it wouldn't be something that came standard onto the product
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And you mentioned this at the beginning and now talking about overcomplicating. So, you know, ClickUp is intended and does, you know, solve um, the problem uh, that a lot of different tools kind of did separately before. So in my mind, when I hear that, I get a little scared, you know, that like, oh man, is this going to become, you know, some sort of monster that, you know, it does everything kind of good and then there's some problems. Um, So, I mean, it sounds like you said, you know, you can turn things off and on and I've experienced that, but I guess, what's your plan to deal with that? Because that, to me, that's a tough problem.
1: Yeah, it's, it's certainly uh, something we thought about from the beginning. I mean, what we did was build, we built a platform where you can turn, everything is developed independently. You can turn on and off pretty much anything and in ClickUp um, and it still works. It, you actually don't have the option of doing that today. Like, like we, we have click apps, and you can turn lots of features on and off, especially the complicated ones. Um, but there's still a lot more under the hood that we haven't released yet where you, mm. you will be able to have a, a lot more flexibility and customization. Um, so eventually when you come to ClickUp, you know, you'll, you're gonna tell us who you are. Like, you, have you ever used project management software before? And if you haven't, you're gonna get a very simple version of ClickUp where it's literally just like a task list and, and that's pretty much it. Um, and then it grows with you as you, as you grow. And and that's kind of what we're working on now. Um, And and one of our teams is is working on that and using data to to kind of figure out where is the best time to introduce new features into the product cycle. Um, Because you're right, I mean, I think when people come to ClickUp, if they use project management software before, they get it and they kind of actually want something more. Usually that's when they come to us, like they're like, yeah, this wasn't enough or, or I had to use different, so many different applications or did this, but didn't do that. <laughs> um, that's like the best use case that people come to us with. But there's also a ton of people that come to us that have never used project management software before. So we want to be kind of exceptional all around and no matter who you are.
0: Sounds good, all right. Uh, well, we've got time for a couple more questions here. Uh, so one of them, especially with having a, a company that's growing quickly, you know, is there anything you wish you could have told yourself like five years ago?
1: <laughs> I would always have told myself tech, 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 like go, you know, learn more tag, um, be be more competent in engineering, things like that. You know, I, 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 I kind of stumbled upon it in, in a certain way when I was, I wasn't, I was not I was studying engineering college, I was studying hospitality. Um, I kind of just stumbled upon it and, and, treehouse is like an app team is an app a uh, web app where you can learn how to code and things like that and i just i just did a course and i and i was like wow you know this kind of seems like the future i can just do so many things with it i can i can create things for free right you don't have to you know go build a brick and mortar store and have a lot of capital anymore you literally can create things for no money Like anybody can start anything uh, so i always would have just told myself that in the past is like do do it more
0: interesting all right interesting interesting all right, so last question. Uh, you don't have to restrict this to a book, but uh, what book or piece of media or article do you find yourself recommending the most to people right now?
1: Yeah, I, I love, um, you know, there's there's a book that's like, it's grow 1% every day. And, you know, I, I think that it comes down to it, that, that is part of our core values. And when you, you get in this mindset of, um, that you, you can look at all the problems of the world or what you're dealing with in your business or whatever it may be in your personal life. And, it, you know, you get to a point where you're just overwhelmed, like there's so much to do, how how do you solve all these problems? It's really all just about breaking down a really small piece of that problem, like 1%. And that's what it's the books called the slight edge. And that that's what it's all about. But the theme is just growing 1% every day. Um, so we have all of our team members read that right when they start. and And then you kind of just get in this mindset where you don't have as much stress because all of the problems you have, like they'll fade away in the future. Um, we'll, we'll solve a little bit. Now we'll do a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And it's always just kind of this optimistic outlook of that, you know, you'll, you'll get there one day.
0: Very cool. All right. Well, I am definitely going to check that out. So good, good stuff. All right. Well, Zeb, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I know I've gotten a lot out of this. I'm sure everyone that's going to listen to this is going to enjoy this. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for your time
1: likewise thanks for having me adam
0: yeah so uh i mean clickup.com obviously but uh what should people do if they either want to find out more about you or if they want to get started with click
1: up yeah like you said click up there's tons of resources out there that our community has built. If you just search ClickUp on YouTube or any of the social media platforms, um, you'll be able to find a lot of information. Also if you sign up for ClickUp, there's a little question mark button in the bottom left-hand corner that has all of all of our awesome uh, resources that people have built. So that's the easiest way to, to learn ClickUp and, and get up and running. Um, for myself, I'm on social media, I'm at DJ Curfew. I used to be a DJ back back in my high school days. Awesome. Um, So you can find me there. And I always love interacting, you know, with anybody that, that wants to chat.
0: Awesome. All right. Thank you so much again. Likewise. Thank you, Ab. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real World Productivity Podcast. If you know someone that would enjoy this episode, please grab the link and send it via email, message, or whatever means works best. Now, if you're looking for more ways to increase your productivity, time management, and team building skills, be sure to go to productivityacademy slash resources to find out what tools, cheat sheets, and services can get you started and make the most impact right now. For those who want to make fast changes and want to save dozens of hours, I highly recommend joining the 14-day Productivity Foundation Challenge at productivityacademy slash foundation challenge. This 14-day challenge takes minutes per day but will help you develop or improve your daily review to get more done with less distractions and loss of focus. You'll also get over-the-shoulder directions for setting up an automation, save dozens of hours, and the process for deciding what else you should automate and how to do it. And if you're serious about continuous improvement and you know that productivity, time management, and team building will impact every area of your personal and professional life, join us in the Growth Automation Membership. Find out more at productivity.academy/join.